This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi. Oh yeah. Well, we were talking already a little bit. I wanted to read a letter from Eleanor Risa. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know, maybe I should flee. Should I flee? No, no, no. You stay right there. Advocating for her book baby. Oh. And I really um, honor this. Hey, you. Ginormous congratulations on your podcast. It's really terrific, moving, important, humane, human. So good. Also, your beautiful love songs for the folks being a really great Daniela Yasher Koch. I have a question. I wonder if you might have, uh, if we might have a talk together on your podcast. Just wondering, no pressure, I swear. There could be a lot to say, even though I do not have a child. It was a topic and option at one time, of course. It was something I wanted at once for a minute, but mostly as a way to create longevity for my parents so that they would live on. For good and for bad, that didn't happen. But my creative work replaced that. All of my work as a storyteller has schlepped them along with me, and especially now with my book, The Letters Project. They are full front and center. Forgive the ask. It might not be for you or for the show. I would completely understand truly no harm and no thank you. If however you are interested, I can get you a copy. Blah, blah, blah. Was die willst? Oib die willst? You look and sound beautiful. Did I notice she, did, did I mention she said I, I look and sound beautiful and, oh, she said beautiful earlier on. Yep, just wanted to say. But you know that so I happy. say the Proud truth. Of, I you do know. know, cause she has, this is maybe the first time she's ever complimented me. I, 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 Actually, there, maybe did, the second. Maybe the second. The, the, we did a show recently and, and she did and I appreciate My that own issues. Much. It's all good. Um, I I really, there's, uh, I, I thanked her the second uh, she walked in, Laura. And I, uh, we, Laura and I had a moment back there where I told Laura with my hand on my heart, God, I love art so much. I love how you love your art. Like, it is so necessary and important and deep and meaningful and just as you say, like you picked up whatever I was putting down and I'm so grateful for it that, of course, being a mother on Mom Curious, sure, it's important to bring life into the world, but more importantly, to live life in the world, you know? And I, I so appreciated that you raised your hand and said, hey, I want to throw my hat in the ring in this conversation. I've lived a good full life without children. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Fuck anyone who, who might say um, that, that there's only one way to bring life into the world through a, a child. I feel like this book, this The Letters Project, is so full of life so full of meaning and i'm um just incredibly grateful that you that you wanted to sit down and have this conversation because i do think that there are people in the in the audience laura included i've never been a mom so i you know although you you do refer to your book as your baby i do refer to my book as my baby i'm gonna hold up my baby because um 
I mean, I gave birth to my baby, and you don't know, you don't know what you're going to make. Mm-hmm. You know, you start uh, trying to create something, and what will it be? Will it look like me? Will it be healthy? Will it be smart? Will it go to a good college? Will it be true to itself? Will people criticize it? Will people not like my baby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people will like the baby. But um, what is a baby? Hmm. Baby is something you make. It's something you make, something you nurture. I, I also think it's an ex- it can be, and not always, an extension of self. I mean, what you write just in your letter to me... The Letters Project, um, is that it's an extension of your lineage. And look at this, right? There are there are many ways, yeah, to I extend mean, that lineage. Indeed, that was what that I I never really wanted a baby so that I could be a mother. That was not even there was a time when I tried really hard to have a baby when it was too late, mm. <laughs> um, of course. But uh, it was never because I thought, oh, God, I want to be a mother. I I just want a mother. No. I wanted a baby so that I could have my mother, so that my mother and my grandmother and my father and all of those wonderful people, all of those cells that used to be present, I want to make them present. But that was all. That was why I wanted to have a baby. It dawned on me when I was reading the book that um, Mom Curious, and that's the name I gave this show, right, is also an experience that I have around my own curiosity about my mother. And I saw that in you, your own curiosity about your mother, where you come from. Um, And I saw on Laura's Instagram a picture of your mom. I find that so palpable, this like experience of like, if I could understand her, I could understand me a little bit well, better. Well, A, that's true, but it's interesting because I look at your Instagram and pictures of you and your children, and I look, I mean, I find face, you know, I the faces, and you see the mother's face, and you see the child's face, mm. And and I look I looked at yours to think, oh, look how he looks like her. Mm. Look at look how his eyes or this or this. And I, you know, look how I used to look like my father and now I look like my mother. And some people say, Oh, you look just like your mother. I think, really? But it, it, mm. I, I search the faces of, of people for their past or their future mm. as it as it turns out. Mm. In Yiddish, they say in a gitter show, when a person is pregnant, b'shat uh, in Hebrew, it means in the right time. And I know that you were telling me before we got started just that the book itself took you uh, about a year to write, although, I mean, 60-odd years in the making, right? Odd. I think the, the word in that is odd. Mm-hmm. Well... Or even 64, right? <laughs> um, I just meant odd, peculiar. Oh, peculiar. Also very yeah. strange. Um, and then it took you about a year or so to get it published. But in this time, 
when um, Holocaust education is being sort of rolled back and there there's real uh, concern in the world around social justice, which you touch on in the book, as a daughter of Holocaust fighters, formerly known as survivors, um, I think it's a really important time for this book to be out, especially because you, you tell the story of the Holocaust through a personal lens. And I think that that storytelling is really meaningful and important. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just want to, you know, the I think most education is being turned back. Oh, you do? Not, I mean, not not just Holocaust. I mean, I think I think the way they're trying, you know, whoever they are, people who are not interested in education or in learning are trying to cut back on Holocaust learning, also on on anything that deepens people or that, um, you know, learning about women, learning about LGBTQ, learning about Jews, learning about blacks, learning just what you, books being banned again. Yeah. Um, not, not, you know, yes, Mouse, but plenty of others too. I hope my book gets banned. I think that's, you know. That was badass. I mean, it's so, it's such, it's so good for business, but. Um, no it, bad press. No, but there is. I mean. But let's leave that. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that I, it's just a bad joke, actually. It's a good joke. Mm, it's, it's a, a good joke. joke. You're allowed I, to make I, yeah. jokes. You do go go through um, your father's journey uh, by way of the letters that he writes to your mother. Can you can you tell us basically tell us about the book? Uh, the book mm, was an accident. I mean, the book uh, was an accident. An oopsies baby. Pardon me. An oopsies baby. It was. I think I was an oopsies baby as well. Well, we found out. We found out, and I mean, I found out in the reading of this that you were uh, may, maybe a, a reincarnation of someone very special. Well, I mean, that's you know, if you, I mean, maybe we all are. That's a whole. That's a, a whole other show. But um, this book. I never wrote a book. I wrote. I write plays sometimes, and I thought this would be a three-hander. I thought it would be a, a him, a her, and a me. Hmm. Um, and I thought it, these letters would be all that it was about. Um, but then, one of the translators for the letters offered me a kind of trip to Germany to explore the places in the letters. And I thought, what, really? Why, why, why would I go to Germany? What's in Germany? Everybody's dead. There's no point going to Germany. But that's because I'm not an, a, a scholar. Mm. Um, or you weren't. I, I certainly wasn't. Uh, I am maybe a, a bit more now, but it, it's, I'm an instinctual artist by nature. And Anyway, I mean, the book, um, these letters, they were 56 letters. I had them translated, but the letters were the key that unlocked a past that I didn't know I would have access to, and a past that is very present. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, I have all these photos and uh, some of the photos are in a town called Ulm, which is where my mother was in a displaced persons camp. And we went there. And there we are, and I take out a photo, and it's exactly the place that my mother and grandfather and uncle and brother, and then I look there, and there's buildings. Wait. Right, they're still there. Uh, uh, they're, well, there's... The buildings are still the, there. The buildings are still there. I mean, I'm and not the in people, Ukraine now, and, but... And, in, and the people, in, uh, uh, in a way, were still there. Hmm. Um, I, I loved the writing of that chapter, actually, the the sort of um, experience you had while you were in the displaced persons camp, which was basically a like fortress. a fortress. I, I mean, I didn't know what a displaced persons yeah. camp was. I thought it was either. like, you know, like, like, a, like, like a log cabins and, you know. No, it was a fortress, as you said. I loved that they were, um, that they had repurposed it to be a theater uh to, to house a theater company, how bizarre, bizarre, and sort of on the nose is that was that because you are a theater artist. Everything was like that. The whole, all these. I was just in Germany for five days mm. on this little adventure, and it's like the world opened up. Mm. Uh, you know, a plot of history uh, opened up. So. Um, Extremely unexpected, completely unexpected, completely bashert, so it seemed, that little bits of manna from heaven were just, uh, you know, it was very Dayenu. I would have been happy if we just had gone to the fortress. I would have been happy just to see those buildings and see, but it was more and more things, and, and uh, they each led to a bunch of realizations that I never expected or yeah I, like I, what I like, well I mean oddly so I met this woman who turned out to be the daughter of my father's best friend who she, she was born five days before me yeah uh, and I showed her the letters, and she knew the people in the letters. She, because her father stayed in Stuttgart, those people stayed in Stuttgart. She was born in Stuttgart. My father was a refugee, hmm. chose to leave Stuttgart to follow his girlfriend to Brooklyn, hmm. thinking... His girlfriend, your mom. My mom, thinking... I'll try that. I love her. I'll try. And so he leaves home to pursue that. And he winds up here alone. Mm. The marriage doesn't work. Mm. He winds up alone. He winds up as a factory working, illiterate yeah. uh, loser. In your eyes. In my eyes. Yeah. Uh, what did I know? There... He was a member of the Jewish community. There he had friends. There they went to dinner. They had... Uh, here he didn't do anything. He went to the synagogue. He went to work. And I saw him on Sundays. And that... In Yiddish we say, if mine asanim gizukt, right. such a life you wish on your enemies. Right. Well, that's the life of someone who is deeply traumatized and for good reason. 
Absolutely. I, but I, but I, the interesting part, though, mini realization ish, is if my father had stayed in Germany, he might have had a good life or a better life. He, you know, well, being he at least speak the language. He could speak the language. He was a respected part of the community. Yeah. Um, and his uh, prized possession really was you. Yes, ultimately it was me. I mean, and here you are, you know, it's, it really is quite a privilege and luxury, I find, to be an artist, you know, to be a Tony-nominated artist, to be able to write uh, your own memoir. I mean, it's, that is something I, I can only imagine, he could only dream of, right? Like that, Listen, that you're, you you're, a, a, you're a storyteller, Daniela. I am. And that's what the, you when you sing, when you yak on into the mic, when you make a short movie called Oma. Whenever you do, you're a storyteller. When I make babies, I, I'm telling a I'm telling, telling the human a story. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. It's a story. Yep. So that's what that's what it means to be an artist. I yeah. think to, to to find ways to tell the story. There, what was interesting to me is that, um, and I know you know this show, Ghetto Tango, I, there's there's so much um, art that was even created in the Holocaust. Isn't that incredible? No. 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 Look at the poems now coming out of Ukraine. I mean, what what would we do if we were somewhere? We would take a scrap, the work that comes out of prisons, the work people have to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think always it seems to have been thus. They drew on caves. I mean, we come from people, people need, you know, need to say, this is what I did today. This is who I met. I ate a bear. <laughs> and, you know, I, I made... I was here. I, yeah, I, I, was, I here. was here. Yeah, I, that came to me a lot when I was reading the the book it was like not just I am here well Eleanor Risa is here but they were here they were here you know they don't have these people these dead people they don't have um they don't have plots they don't have they didn't have a proper burial they were here and and they were in they and really I can for me I I can feel them in my my bones and I you know I could really I really read that in your writing that Thank you. they were here and that they're here in us that's something really crazy that like we exist because these people existed correct without these people we wouldn't exist yeah I want to read something that you wrote so these letters are a message to me from beyond from my father who wrote them and from my mother who kept them and now for me who will follow them I tell stories for a living as an actress, writer, singer, director. That's what I have spent my life doing, albeit in my own helter-skelter fashion. My work is an enormous part of who I am, and I am my parents' daughter. So if I don't know, if I don't find out who they are were, how the hell will I know who I am? I'm going to pull on this thread for as long as it's got give and see where it takes me my own DNA strand. My work is an enormous part of who I am. I mean, for the longest time, you know, who knew? Who knew? I mean, 
and I, when I think about you, I think, who knows what will, what Daniela Rabani will make, will be, will become. You don't know. And I didn't know. I mean, it started with a play that was about the Spanish-American War, or the Spanish Civil War that was depressing as all hell. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to move people like that. Mm. And that was a long time ago. And you're still doing it. And I'm still doing it. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't think, you know, each job was like, will I ever work again? Will I ever do this again? Is this any good? Is that any good? Am I any good? An enormous waste of time. An <laughs> Tell me more. Tell an enormous, me more. And I'm telling you, enormous waste of time. Because it doesn't matter? Or... It matters, but you're good. Curtain and end. F come up with another challenge, another thing to wonder about. You're good. Well, you know, you said, <laughs> Laura really likes that. You're good. Um, you said something to me on, on the first day that you ever complimented me after 10 years of knowing I each other. I resent that, but maybe it's partially true. It's so fine. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. You said something to me um, in this last production that we did together as a, as a concert. You said it to me and, and, and our you know, collaborator, performer, Maya, you said, um, I spend so much time uh, just thinking about my looks. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, ugh, like what a waste. I look at pictures and I think, holy crap, you were nice looking. Yeah. What was wrong with you? I don't and know. And still to this day, I think, oh, look. And, and it's the same issue. It's the same so, so if you can stop, if there's yeah. any way, I don't know if you can, and I don't mean I can, you I can, specifically, I can. but oh, in general, I, I, it's just really hard and and a waste of time. And, a waste and if of we've time, learned anything from which we kind of haven't much, I'm afraid. No, we have. have we? Oh, good. I we have. Great. I have. Excellent. You wrote this book. You have. You went on this fucking journey. I I clocked it. You have learned. I have learned. You were nice to me. You did compliment yes, me in yes, the end. Yes. You did, I mean, come on. We, we we people are not people are changeable. Yes, they are. People are movable, you know? Like yes. I read it in your writing, you know, this idea that like for the longest time you were defined by being the daughter of Holocaust survivors. After all this time, what a misunderstanding. These people didn't just survive. They weren't these victims. Actually, in, in Europe, they call them Holocaust victims. Uh, really, what they are are Holocaust fighters. I mean, your father, who you uh, unintentionally and unfortunately thought was a loser all your life, was this incredible man, the only man who survived his entire transport. transport. So, I mean, and it's like, really? That guy? Him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. no. And, and that's why I thought they are fighters. Mm. They're not. I reject that. I reject the word survivor. And I think it was such a minimizing term to them. Uh, yes, and I also think it... Um... I mean, it could be more than that, and I'm not going to get into that. Well, anyway. they were survivors. That that was true. I mean, but language counts. Language counts. And um, I think it probably was a easier way to integrate into society. 
I think it was a minimizing way. I think it was intention- minimizing. And- it was intentionally minimizing. Yeah, that's what I think. I I I, I agree. Yeah. Um, there was and- nothing accidental about it. Yeah. Yeah. They could have been called something else. You could have looked at them and said, "Holy mackerel! You miracle! Congratulations to you! A miracle! That's right! Your Holocaust miracles." They could have been called. I mean, they just, it, 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 I just, I don't, I don't approve. I don't approve, no. and I reject it. And I reject Ditto. it. Ditto, so from now but, on. But I'm not, but, you know, if you want to call, you know, whoever you are, and you want to say Holocaust survivor, or you are one, and that's how, or your parents were one, or your grandparents, and that's how you wish to refer to them, uh, Hare Krishna, be my guest. But for me, it yeah. was... It was a minimizing, it minimized me. It minimized you, right? That We were talking about your journey. It minimized me. That was the journey me. for you. Because what is a survivor, a child of a survivor, I say it's in the book, what is a child of a survivor entitled to? Nothing. Why should you have anything? Your parents had nothing. The, the minimum would do, but the child of a survivor... But a child Bring of it a on. fighter. Of a fighter. That's what I meant. The you, child of a, of, of a Holocaust fighter. You deserve everything. Everything. I'm, everything. So. I mean, and by everything, I don't mean any more than anyone else. Correct. I mean, human beings deserve everything. And I think trauma, from from my own personal experience and from what I've, I've learned, is that it dulls the senses. That we can't really appreciate and we see this in in the retelling of your father's story that that his his traumatic experience really could could dull the vibrant life he had in him once before we can't the, it's the, like a you dog can't taste. i mean you see these dogs who were beaten and they just cower they cower and genetically i cower too i but not anymore you talk about how your uh, partner at the time of the writing of your book was uh, doing journeys, shamanistic journeys, and that you had done it some as well. Is that right? Well, yes. I mean, I, I, I'm of an age. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. I'm of an age where drugs were part of uh, living. I as mean, they should be. Well, I don't know if they should be, but they were. And this fellow who I was with it was my birthday coming up. This was a, a few years before the um, the book. And he said, what would you like for your birthday? I said, I, I'd, like, I'd like to get on another plane. Mm. I really need to elevate. Mm. I, 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 I need to elevate. Mm. And he had known this uh, kind of psychologist or something who had MDMA. Yeah. And we went to Martha's Vineyard. Hmm. And, I mean, the great thing about it is you can remember. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it was really terrific. We were just talking about epi- epigenetics, inherited trauma, how it lives in the body. How, how before we started talking about this, I was really viscerally shaking. Really. Because for me, the Holocaust, I, I've spent so much of my career, as you know, I mean, really... Uh, communing with six million souls singing in Yiddish, a a language I really did not know before I was 
23 or 24 and it, it really poured out of me um, because this this family history this world trauma is very personal and very real and so what I uh, was uh, just mentioning about the MDMA is that in these ceremonies I'm just sitting with all the Jews all of them they are just waiting and I at first wasn't sure like I would I would just you know weep and I wasn't sure really um what they wanted from me did they want me to like don't forget don't forget us we existed but really they want my joy because here I am I mean really here I am just as you said that I want to elevate my consciousness I want to taste I want to taste what life has to offer and see and hear and smell and feel this plane as it was meant to be and I, I genuinely believe that the inherited trauma of being a, a daughter and granddaughter of uh, Holocaust fighters um, can really that fear that inherited fear can really well dull. I mean during the last thuggish administration yeah. uh, it was I was hard I mean I, I have a neighbor uh, a non-Jewish woman, and I just said, "Listen, can I can I hide here? Hmm. Can you know when? It, what if I need if I need to hide? Can I hide here?" And she, you know, she, but th that's I, I mean, Muslims, you know, you come after the Muslims, you come after the Mexicans. Where am I in that? I mean, I mean, it's and, only a you know, time. so I mean, God it forbid. was totally triggering uh, yeah. for me. Uh, for me too, I, I you know I I, um, I practice breath work uh, with a mentor. Her name is Laura too. She's not Jewish, and actually, it's the most healing experience when I when I weep about uh, anti-Semitism, when I really when I express it, and when my body sort of releases these uh, genuine genuine and fears for good reason, and she just holds it and says, "I see it." I know, I see it, because to to be seen and heard in that way is really, really magnificent, because it's true <laughs> and it's okay. It it's okay that it's true. We're all okay. We're here. We made it. But it is it is a fact that it exists. And, what specifically? Anti-Semitism, and that it and that the fear that you experienced. <laughs> that that was triggered by all the hate around you in the Trump administration. I mean, I watching just, I, that you I, talk I, about babies in cages. You're yeah. like, oh, well, I just thought to myself, it would be unforgivable, unforgivable if my parents lived through that. Right. And I did not smell the smoke. Right. If if that that's a spit on them, if if I am not recognizing what's happening, that they lived through it, did I not learn anything from them? And if I didn't, well, fuck me. Um, so, but I did. Uh, and, and we must, I mean, and we must. Fight, and fight we, for... 
we we must see when Putin says, you know, I want to uh, negotiate and then bombs Kiev, uh, we must see that there that his actions are criminal and we might mu- what shall we do? What shall we, what will it be said that we did when this is all when all the rubble is laying all over Ukraine? What 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 did we what did what did I do? What did I do? Not much. Send send checks. Hmm. But I'll talk about it and I'll say what I think, which is you have to defend people who can't defend themselves against bullies. Hmm. And one of the other takeaways in this uh, was no matter what your feeling happens to be, for example, about Israel, if Israel existed in 1939, six million people would not have died. Right. been murdered. Six, mm-hmm. it, that just, I don't know how many would have, but not that many. It wouldn't have been a one-sided slaughter. Right, right. And that's, you can hate them, you can love them, whatever you want to think about them, that's a truth. Whether you, you know, so if you're sorry that six million people were killed, just Perhaps keep that in mind. Well, uh, the question was about um, inherited trauma, and I, I and I sort of took it to a thought of, well, it it does. You can feel the ache, not not to the same degree, certainly not. But there is a, There are signs of PTSD in, in um, survivors or kids and, and grandkids. Of course, we'll call them fighters from now on, though. Um, but there is also a resilience that I think is also inherited, that they say actually is inherited, this idea of uh, you know, my, persevering and, also, and, and from what I hear from you is that you can smell the smoke. It's there. It's there. It's there. You can hear those boots marching. You That's can right. hear them marching. Do you want to go like this, la, la, la? Right. But, and, but the hypervigilance is there. And honestly, it's, it's uh, when put to good use... Yeah, and, you know, my, my father says uh, in his testimony, because I, I uncover testimony of his in here, and he says that he, th- he was taken out of different transports and kept in Stuttgart when other people were sent to Auschwitz, including his wife and his daughter, and he managed to be pulled from a, 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 a transport. And why? Because he was a good worker. Mm-hmm. I'm a really good worker. Yeah. I didn't know that he was, you know, I didn't know that, but I'm a really good, can can you do this? And I can't. Yes, I can do that. Yeah. Can you do this? No, I can't. Yes, I can. Yes, yeah. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Why am I an actress, a singer, a, a choreographer, a writer? Because uh, acting is really not enough. I'm not really good. You know, it's a not enough work. I, I, I'll do this too. I'll do this too. I'll write I'll a do book. This too. I'll, well, the book is different. Uh, tell Books. me, tell me, why is the book different? Because that was a baby? That was a birth? That was a life that I'm, needed to come I'm, out of you? I'm, the book was a necessity. The book was uh, writing it, getting it published, and now getting people to read it. 
I've never worked harder to do those things. Everything else, pretty, you know, when I was writing, that every day, I wrote every day. I wrote every day when I was dealing with uh, finding an agent, finding a publisher, every, my everything. And usually I, I shoot wide, um, scatter shot, buckshot, whatever that's called. But this was really all, and still is, laser focused. I, I'll talk, I'll talk here, I'll talk there, I'll talk to him, to her, to them, the they, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but this, this is different. My, my, this is not, you know, acting, singing, directing. That was like, I mean, I was a switchboard operator. I, I answered an ad. Have you ever done this? I lied. I said yes. And that was, you know, the olden days when you put uh, plugs into those, you know. And how many people did I disconnect? Many. All right. But I kept the job and then waited tables. Have you ever waited tables? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Can you? Yes. No. Can you act? Can you sing? I can direct that. Right. I can and direct you, that. And you got your... And you do it. And then you get like Tony nominated and then another and then job get, and then you get to Broadway and then you get get to Broadway again. Yeah. But... Yeah, that was a Yerusha, an inheritance was, from your father. It was an inheritance from my a father. A survival That instinct. I didn't know. Yeah. I knew. I knew. Yeah. The rest of us knew. I mean, look, I'm oldish and I, I feel like it's a little laziness. And it's a little entitledness in a not good way to not recognize that you're not the first person here. And you're on a long line. There, there, there are a lot of shoulders that you are standing on. And if you don't know it, um, like, why do you need to know? Because... There are traps in everything that people who came before you fought through, and you're not entitled. You people earned this. Is it? I mean, it's a little lazy. It strikes me. I mean, I, I, you'll send the emails addresses to somebody else, but um, it's a little lazy. Come on, how many? How many? I think it's dangerous. And it's it's it's, damn lazy. It's dangerous. Yeah, because um, it's not smart. No, it's not smart. It's not. You have to know history, so that you don't repeat it, so that you improve it. Period. I mean, and it's not all about you. It's not. I mean, there is an us. There is a massive us, and. you need to know who else is in the circle with you. You ain't you ain't the only thing in the circle. So, uh, you know, but look, I will say about myself, the Holocaust kind of makes me there's hardly a problem worth, you know, what's worth I'm not that sympathetic to small issues. I'm afraid it's a it's a it's a a, a, a personal in uh, Yiddish uh, a failure. It's a, a failing. Yes, it's a personal failing that I'm not so sympathetic because I understand how 
how large and painful certain issues are. Mm. And some are just not, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So moving deck chairs around on the Titanic is one thing. But, you know, I would look, I'm, I'm fading, you know, I'll be off this planet at a certain point. And won't we all, though? That's right. Yeah. I, I'll just so be there, special, but I'll just, but I'll just not be that there special, babe. But a little, a little sooner, which the thought of which I have to say, I hate. Mm. I hate. Mortality? My own. Mm. Other people still, no, I don't want, I, I like, like life. Yeah. I like, I like life a lot, even yeah. if I'm depressed. Mm. Even, even if I'm sad and crying, there's always something to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me. Or music to listen to? Or music to listen to, or trees to look at, or, you know, other things mm-hmm. that are all so pleasant. Um, I love being They're alive. meaningful. Sometimes they're not even pleasant. They're meaningful. There were moments in your book where I was like, oh, this hurts me so much. It was meaningful, and it's... Um, but it's funny. Isn't the book funny? Well, you're funny. The Holocaust can be funny. Well, you're a funny lady. That, I mean, that's that's for sure. You make things funny and fun, even the Holocaust. But not really. You know, it's, it's such a fine line between what people are going to be angry about. Oh, fuck them. Question of, of a secret time in my life when I, when I thought, uh-oh, I better do something now. And I was alone at that particular time. I didn't have a partner and and went to get, a, you know, I looked up who I would like. Sperm you know, donors? Sperm donors. Yeah. 6431. Nice. Um, and I still have a couple of the vials. Shut up! No, you shut up. I kept them. So it, you're just hoarding sperm? No, no, they're they're dead. They're it's just the vials. Dead sperm? S- sperm vials cuz I didn't want to forget, you know, A603. <laughs> I had hope for A603. What does that even it, mean? It, the guy, the guy who was okay. A603. Okay. And it's written Stanley. on in on his little th- on his little tube A603. But I'm saying that <sighs> Because there was a time when I thought, you know, come on, try to do this. And I did. Mm. And it didn't happen. Mm. And it was all for the best. Why? Because I don't have to say, you know, you never even tried. Mm. You didn't even, you weren't sure. Ultimately, I was relieved and am relieved. I mean, I will want someone to diaper me, but I don't think my kid will do it. And it's I, my experience that kids don't do it, babe. So, I mean, I... And there are young people who I love enormously mm. and who will benefit when I croak. And who love you. And who maybe love me. Who what do, do who do, who do. No, I'm really... I mean, I, I have... It. So, I... So, it's you, been... She has... I have people who I yeah, but friends. I mean, like, like young friends who would be a child's age, really, almost a grandchild. But but they're my pals, and um, 
so it's all it really I mean follow your dream sure and if, if it, as long as it's your dream and it, and yeah but sometimes you don't know mm, tell me sometimes you you don't know uh you know like you know on a certain level with this book and trying to get this book out there and hiring a publicist mm-hmm. right my so dough it's so expensive Oof. and oh but okay so i don't have one anymore which is okay good I did the best. I did my best. I invested everything in it. It will go as it goes. It will be like A602. Either it'll come to term, but it already has come to term. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we should talk about trauma. (laughs) We did that. Good. Do you feel like you have a responsibility to be the sort of voice of the voiceless? (laughs) Um, not consciously. Uh, I, f- I feel like unconsciously, maybe. I ha- Good, try an MDMA session and we'll get conscious. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm so joking. Uh, but not. I mean, um, with relation to my parents who had terrible lives and un- they were unseen, they had lives that were unnotable, and unseen and unremarkable, I'm here to say they were uh, and should be seen. And um, they were remarkable. And they were remarkable. And the point a little bit about six million people is it's just one person. I don't know how you talk about six million people. You talk about Moshe and Chaim and Yeda and, uh, you know, Frida. Frida. And I mean, but, you know, and Manuel and, uh, you know, Chaya. I mean, all of these people are singular. And when you make art, do you feel inspired by. I think of, I know so many dead people that my work, like every time I sing about anything, there's always somebody dead in the picture. Can you sing something for us? What do you mean? I don't know what's coming to you. Who wants out? No, I don't know. She's like a medium, you know? Yeah, I'm not really. Oh, but you are. You're a sorceress. Fire, 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 fire. Oysis haste. Fire, 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 fire. Oysis haste. Oysis brent fire. That always reminds me of da 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 Because you know Leonard Bernstein was Jewish. You probably heard that song, though. Fire, I love, I mean, so that's what came to mind. But of all the songs, that's, you know, I mean, why? What was that song you sang for Ukraine recently? Bobby Yar. That was beautiful. Was Thank that you. specific for? No. No, you had it's, done it before. Babi Yar is always relevant. And now that they've bombed it in Ukraine, it's even more relevant. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's beautiful. And uh, if you want, you can find Eleanor on Instagram. What's your handle? I don't know. It's probably Eleanor Risa. Eleanor Risa. Risa. www.eleanorrisa.com. It's all book. 
It is? It's Yeah. It's like I never did anything else but, but write a book. But you've done so much else. So go to so her much. website. where They can buy the book wherever books are sold. Where And, and, and I do the narration on the audio book. Which is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and there's the e-book. So, you know, and I'll come to your apartment and read to you, you know, because I'm kind of unemployed right now. <laughs> um, and, but it's, you can, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to eleanorisa.com and it tells you where you can get the book. And what about your albums? And Which you my were talking al- all over my, um, Germany, as you say in your as you say in your book. Yeah, my albums. You have to go online. It's, it used to be on my website, but it's You're not on anymore. Spotify. Am I you on? Yeah. I'm teeing this up for no good reason. I should just be saying it myself because I'm Eleanor. I'm an Eleanor Risa stan account here. Uh, you can find Eleanor's um, singing on Spotify. I'm sure you can. YouTube. Also- there are YouTube and things. YouTube, absolutely. Um, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you. Oh, is it? Are we? Is it time to go? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I I do want to thank you. Oh, don't. I mean, yeah. Yes. Thank me. I do want Great. to thank you, and I want to see what happens to you, Daniela Romani. I want to live a while and see what the next stage of Daniela Romani is. The next stage is. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>